touchdown was Bengals, Cincinnati. Hello, everybody, and welcome here to the Sports Talk Network. Welcome here to Talking Packers with Steve, with me, Steve. Uh, unfortunately, my co-host, AJ, will not be able to make it. He, doesn't, he goes back to college over the weekend, spending time with family here tonight. Uh, so, unfortunately, he will not be able to make it. Also, Drewski um, from Heart of Texas will not be able to make it in regards to re- previewing our game against the Dallas Cowboys. Um, he will hopefully will be able to make it next week in regards to reviewing what is that game. Hopefully, it's a win for the Packers. We'll see. Either way, hope to have him. Hope to have him then. So thank you for the, you know, for those that are watching live here on YouTube, for viewers, also for those that will be listening, uh, those on Spotify, uh, where the show is talking Packers with Steve on Spotify. Thank you for those that are watching. I've seen my analytics go up, and also very cool to see people from uh, Germany and uh, other countries uh, watching as well beyond just in the United States. Let alone the last couple of weeks. Um, Coming from uh, Detroit, Chicago, and you know the surrounding areas that I see, ironically, um, as well. But, anyways, let's keep let's keep things moving as we are going to be reviewing what was week week eighteen, what is the Super Wild Card Weekend that is uh, coming up that will be uh, featuring the Packers Cowboys along with all the other games. Uh, but as we do start with what was week eighteen, let's welcome our our guest guest of honor. Uh, representing the Chicago Bears, um, representing their fan base. He is the one of the millions there of uh, Bears Nation. Uh, Foster, Foster, how are you doing this evening? And welcome to the show. Good, Steve. I'm, I'm Mary, you guys, I'm glad I'm on. I, I, I feel bad about last week, but, I, you know, here we are this week. So it's all good, man. It's all it's good. A, all good. And Mary, of course, a <laughs> Packer fan. They're living in Florida, right? Sunny Florida. How are things going over there, Mary? <laughs> it's cold, like I texted you. It's yeah, crazy. yeah. It's different. it says it's sixty-seven, but I doubt it. <laughs> well, it's it's twenty-three here, so you're good. I was just gonna say it's cold in Florida. I was gonna say Steve, it's <laughs> yeah. twenty-three by you. I've got I've got thirty, but it feels like twenty-six with the snow we just got last night. More on the way, so yeah, yeah you're lucky there. Yeah. You're lucky. I don't have something. It's sixty-one. Oh, yeah. Sixty-one. Ah, <laughs> we had we had to make sure to get the exact temp. Sixty-one. There we go. Roger that. <laughs> but anyways, as, as actually even before we get into the to the game, uh, we have a little story time we're going to have because we were kind of talking <laughs> off here heading into heading into this episode. Foster has a, has a story to tell in regards to our own history from the Packers, um, regards to Brett Favre's first touchdown and all that. And uh, floor is yours. So, so again, like I said, I, I'm just I'm glad to be here, man. Uh, uh, cool, cool to be on the show with you guys. I watched the show last week. Awesome, I got to see the whole show for the first time. So, apologize for that, but because you know I'm not a Packers fan, right? Right. <laughs> but we were talking, and Mary, you said Fire's first touchdown was against the Bengals. Cincinnati. Yep. Right. Bengals. So. I said, do you know what his, his first touchdown pass that he ever threw was in the NFL was when he was with the Falcons? Yeah, drafted so, by Atlanta, yep. So this is this is the just of the story. Um, Jerry Glanville's the coach. And I don't remember what happened, but they they threw Favre in, and he said, he said I'm going to throw a touchdown pass to Glanville as he's running on the field or prior to that. Don't get me exact, but it's something literally to the just of what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So he goes on. I think they ran a play, and on the next play, he throws a 
uh, a rocket to the, to the right side about 30 yards down the field. And it gets picked off by the opposing team and run in for a touchdown. He comes off the field after the pickoff, the pick six, because that was technically his first touchdown in the NFL. It just wasn't for the team he was playing for. Comes off the field, says to Jerry Glanville, see, coach, I told you I'd throw a touchdown. And they traded him the next week. True story. You can look it up. I don't know if you guys knew that. Yeah, no, I, I certainly didn't. Uh, that's interesting in regards to, uh, you know, the setup in regards to the trade that was that changed the Packers history and Favre's career too, you know, meshing them together to bring what was greatness of the, of the gunslinger. And that changed the Bears' history too because I often wonder – if he never threw that pick six and didn't make that comment, would he have ever? It might have changed the last 30 years <laughs> because it could have changed Rodgers coming in and everything because they would have been looking for another quarterback probably. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, that smart mouth comment, and that's why they traded him. They didn't evaluate him. They just said, not this smart mouth. He's out. Jerry Glanville. I'm serious. So that's, No, no. Yeah, I remember Glanville. Comment, how he was the comment has set up the last 30 years of history and affected the NFL because of that one comment by Brett Favre, whom I couldn't stand, but hell of a player, man. <laughs> you know, I got, I got, a, I see, I'm one of those guys, man. I just tell it like it is, even if I don't like it. So right. that's, that's my little Brett Favre story. So, so now you can see it, you can Google it, you'll find it. But it's whoever didn't know that, there's another. No other little nugget of history that somebody might not have known. So, but that's what we're here for is to inform and discuss, correct? Correct. <laughs> Mary. What? Yeah, you don't ask you, Mary, in regards to in regards to that and and everything in regards to Favre, you know. I mean, like I said, I didn't know that. Did you know that? In regards to I the the history of Brett. Mm-hmm. You know, and that makes sense in regards to a young Brett, let alone Brett now, you know, any Brett Brett Favre, you know, him making comments and whether it's joking or serious or whatever, you know, and, yeah. you know, and I understand really in how Jerry Glanville was as a, as a coach and, you know, not taking much and not wanting to deal with somebody with that type of, uh, <laughs> that type of uh, personality um, and uh, wanting to you know, get rid of them as soon as possible and, and them doing that right away. It's, it uh, makes sense, but, you know, they moved on and Green Bay got, you know, got Brett, got, got Reggie from Philadelphia and the rest is history for Green Bay, you know, with uh, with both of them in in the fold and everything. And then we move on to Rodgers and now to now to Jordan Love. You know, what was the twenty twenty three season that went pretty well for us, Mary in Green Bay, and capping it off last this past weekend regards to uh, the game against the Chicago Bears in mm-hmm. that field. Um, you know, showing being like what it was in week one. You know, week one we were in Chicago. I know heading into that game in week one, I was a little bit worried, nervous, and kind of wished the game was at home then because I thought it would be better for him to start off that way. But, Mary, in regards to as the game went along this time in week 18, how are you feeling in regards to how Green Bay and uh, and Jordan did? Wait, is it? are we talking post-game or what? Well, during the game, as the game was going, like, were you at any point or thinking the Bears could get us? Um, so... I had to watch the game on mute again this week. Thanks, Keg and Cow. Um, and I thought it was a fun game. 
but it was a good game. I was a little bit nervous until like the end of third quarter. I thought the Bears could bounce back, unfortunately. Yeah, and, and for me, in regards to being nervous, not too much. I didn't feel like the – didn't worry in regards to, like, the Bears trying to be able to find their foot and be able to, to get in the end zone or be able to to get it close. You know, and it kind of felt like some of the Packer games in the middle of the season in regards to not able to score. And if we just scored once, we could have won sort of thing. So that was the, the situation for Chicago. Um, and it certainly was uh, ebb and flow in regards to feelings that I was seeing on Twitter or X uh, from Bears fans as the game progressed, let alone at the end. But Foster, you know, your thoughts in regards to as the game was going on, the Bears are, are getting these field goals, you know, and, and trying to get something. But, you know, what were your thought process as the game was, was going, let alone at the end? I, I, I didn't feel too great as the game was going along early. Actually, I, I, I thought there was a couple times we were going to be able to score because it looked like we were moving a little bit. And then um, – just uh, mistakes, man, whether it be by the offensive line, play calling, our spacing with our receivers. It's, it, I've, been, I've been nitpicking the same thing with the Bears for the entire year. That's why we're so aggravated. Because if, if we, the observant Bears fans, can see this, why can't they and why can't they ch- do something about it? Uh, there's a lot of it goes into it. You know, everybody, everybody always put the, 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 the blame on Justin and I. We made some mistakes. But our line sure didn't give him the time he needed to do stuff when he had the ball sometimes, man. So I was not feeling good. Felt a little better when we had a doink and it actually went in. Because you guys know our story with the double doink. Yeah. So so that made me go, wait, is the good Lord going to shine on the Bears today? Because we haven't, it hasn't against the Packers in years. But I wasn't, I just, I, I felt uneasy through the game because I know my team. I've been watching the Bears team every week for 50 years, man. So you get to know them. And it, it seems like it doesn't even matter for us. The regimes come and go. They, they kind of just have good defense. We can run the ball. Never had a quarterback. Story of our franchise. <laughs> we did. We had, we had a good one in the 40s. He was the first Patrick Mahomes, like literally. The guy could do anything. They've even shown uh, Mahomes throw across his body, and then they showed this guy, Sid Luckman, in 42, the exact same pass that Mahomes made last year. I mean, it was unbelievable how exact it was. So that's the only – he's in the Hall of Fame. That's the only good quarterback we ever had. I mean, McMahon was great, but too many injuries. What were your thoughts in regards to the Jay Cutler era? <laughs> I had I had high hopes when we when he came in because as a little time went on, we put some good parts around him. We still haven't had those good receivers that we had at that point in time with Martellus Bennett at tight end and Marshall and uh, who's the guy that went to Philadelphia. We had we had the parts then, but. I felt good when we got him, man, and, and every Bears fan did, I think. But as time progressed and we saw what we saw, he went through the same thing, too. When you're getting a new offense to learn every year or two, it kind of becomes disgusting. It's a pain in the butt, man. So, I don't know. It's all it's all past, man. It's I, I've seen that kind of stuff over and over and over again for decades. 
So I, I have to be done with that. Like it's fun to look back at some of the good stuff, but you know, they they should have been able to do more with the talent the team had. I, that's what I believe. And and he wasn't all that because he had a problem with communication and attitude. But the guy was tougher than he was as tough as anybody. And he went out and tried to do his job every week. So I still don't see how people can complain with him being there because God knows what we would have had those years without him. Well, yeah, yeah, that's for sure. I mean, certainly in regards to also, you know, Rex Grossman, you know, it's the quarterback that I the Super Bowl, you know, so, you know, he might not have been the, uh, you know, in a sense, not the, you know, such his name, King of Kings in regards to being able to be uh, the King of Chicago, but he was the quarterback to take you guys furthest. So, um, and how that works, ironically or unironically, I guess from your point of view. Um, but you know, now it's Justin Fields, and now it's should the Bears keep Justin Fields, or should the Bears move on and get Caleb and see what the future holds with the new quarterback? You know, and they got rid of a coach today, and not the head coach, but a coach. And how could that start a, a chain of events? That chain events would, would end at the NFL draft in April uh, with getting a quarterback and and trading fields. So, you know, it's 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 a it's an interesting winding road for the Bears. And I know on Twitter the Bears fans are going at each other um, from their own family um, of what to do. But Foster, from from your point of view as a representative of the Chicago Bears fan base, um, what do you think they should do with Mr. Fields? Man, I, I, I'm a Fields believer, but I, I've looked at the the, thing, the the situation we've had. I've been a Fields believer to all the way to the end here, man. And today, I, I, I was like, if they're gonna if they're gonna just get rid of the offensive side of the ball and bring this coach back, because we had an opportunity, we have an opportunity to, to just upgrade at every everything, and that's what we're trying to do is upgrade at every position all the time including coaching and and by keeping Eberflus, that kind of puts us behind the eight ball uh but also i won't i shouldn't say that it, because he's the unknown there, there's people out there known that we could have coaching that we are not going to interview or even ask about them so i mean we, we would have had an idea what we have with them with Eberflus, all we have is these last two seasons to go on so it's mm-hmm. it's hard to know um there was a guy in, in, in Pittsburgh in 1969, and his name was Chuck Knoll, and he he wasn't well-known or was never a head coach or any of that kind of stuff, and he happened to guide that team to three Super Bowls that they won, so you don't know. Right. But uh, as far as Justin goes, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this now. I, I'm just going to trust in my GM because the minute we hired Poles, I finally believed that we had someone who could build this team. And I think he's done a good job in the last two years because a year ago, two years ago, before the, the last season, I, I shouldn't say that. As we traded away the few parts that we had, big contracts, an older guy, a couple older guys, some young talent, uh, he's done a pretty good job of really rebuilding this team between that first draft and like this entire season, just. Because I believe we only have 10 guys from the team he took over left on this team. And to do that, and we really did that in like 
13 months to do that and, and actually win seven games this year. I thought they were going to win 10 or 11. I really did. And they should have. They, they should have at least won nine. But um, I'm going to trust in polls to do that because I, I, the only thing I love, and I'd say this, if, if I'm anybody, give me information and options. Well, the Bears have a whole season of information. And the position that they're in, they have so many options. You could draft a quarterback first. You could trade back, get a few picks, pick up a quarterback and another player in the second round and another first year. So I'm going to leave it up the polls, man. Whatever he does, I'm going to stand by it because I'm a true Bears fan. I may complain about the owners and everything else on field and all the stuff I've complained about for on and off for 50 years. But this guy out of all of them, this – this reminds me of when I was a young man and a guy by the name of Jim Finks took over the Bears. And it took him six seasons, but they started looking good. And then they looked good for eight or nine seasons and happened to win a Super Bowl there. So so I'd be happy to have this work out and get a, a solid decade like that where, where I'm in the playoffs every year. But I, I'd much prefer to win a couple of Super Bowls in the next 10 or 12 years, man. I'm sure, I'm sure like you guys want to too because look at all the opportunities that you thought you were going to be in the Super Bowl all the time, as as did a lot of Bears fans. Right. And you guys won what? One in the last 13 years? Yeah. And then with the two great quarterbacks, we, we were in three, one, two, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, everybody's, everybody's got their disappointments. We're, we're crying because we haven't had a Favre or a Rodgers or a Love. You guys are crying because you got one Super Bowl and you should have maybe got four or five. I mean, that is how, you know, the definition of, uh, or a one percenters or, or, you know, the spoiled life, you know, what our, what our issues are depending on from somebody else's, you know, and yeah. our qualms are about who's better because Favre had a hundred percent percentage in the Super Bowl where Favre had a 50%, but at least he went to two, you know, that type of conversation. Absolutely. Well, we, you know, I know what that's like. This was reverse in the 70s and the 80s and into the 90s. Well, that's what my dad was telling me about. Because <laughs> we, were, we were always, we always had, matter of fact, in, in, I think in 94, we were 32 games ahead of you guys in the record. The record wow. you guys just took over last year, I believe. But two of them. <laughs> All time NFL wins and the season rivalry. We were like 30 games up on both of them when I, in yep. the 90s. So that's why we're so pissed, because Favre and Rodgers did that. They changed that entire thing. That, that, and and the Jim McMahon incident, because that ruined his career, man. I don't know if you guys know anything about that, but. No, I mean, Jim McMahon, you know, I you know, heard a lot of stories about him in general and whatnot. And, um, you know, it's interesting in regards to the 85 Bears winning the Super Bowl and whatnot. But my question to you is, you know, being a fan back then, you guys win the Super Bowl in 1985, 85th season, awesome, whatever. Heading into the next season, did you think you guys were going to go back? Yes, because statistically our defense was better in 86 than 85. The numbers were better. We gave up less points, less yards. Because, you know, Eric, that was our game plan, man. Run the ball down your throats, killer defense. And McMahon could make the pass when he had to because that, that guy was probably so underrated and sick. I don't know. Most of his plays at the line were audibles. He changed the plays because our play calling sucked back then, man. It really did. Unless we were running the ball. Right. Um, but, 
you know, he threw his team on it. If that, that guy could have stayed healthy, and he just couldn't. He just couldn't because he – if they had the rules in place that they have now, he might have stayed healthy. And if he was on the field, the guy was a winner. He just was a winner at quarterback. No matter what kind of person or what his attitude was, he was a winner, man. That That's 85 season. Nobody even knows this. I think the first six, seven weeks, he led the league in passing percentage, quarterback rating, total yards, TDs. I mean, wow. he was – Yeah, he was killing it. Steve Young, the quarterback Steve Young, credits Jim McMahon for him because he was Steve Young – Steve Young was McMahon's backup at in college, mm-hmm. so he literally yeah, credited that. Jim McMahon for his success. He said McMahon taught me how to be a quarterback. So just totally, totally underrated uh, because people don't know enough because he didn't get enough games in. The, the, the NFL Films does because I believe they put him in at number ten top quarterback in the eighties. You know, so that's. That says something. There was a lot of great quarterbacks in the 80s. There really was, man. It, it was insane because every team seemed to have a really good or a great quarterback. What an era. What an era. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I did also share on Twitter in regards to my predictions what were, and very lucky to get the Packers correct, but I didn't have it have them, you know, winning divisions or or play or you know playoffs where they could they'd be out of the playoffs in regards to my preview. But I just wanted to share with Foster here. Um, what I actually had here on my sheet of paper in regards to the NFC North. In first place, I had the Detroit Lions at 12-5. and five. Second place, I had the Chicago Bears at 11-6. and six. Third place, I had the Green Bay Packers at 9-8. and eight. So they got the record right, just wrong placement. And then the Vikings I had at 7-10. and 10. So that's what I had back in late August as my predictions for what was the NFC North beyond, obviously, all the other divisions. You're, we're right in line. I think I had the Lions win one more game and the Bears lose one more game, literally. But even on my show, we did a consensus, right. and we we had the Bears going eleven and six. We went game by game, and we yep. thought they'd go eleven and six. I did not know that though, Steve. I, I didn't know that because I didn't I didn't know you at that point. Right? No, hey, that's fine. That's why that's why I'm hearing it now. Yeah. Right, but that's that's cool. I, I, that's. I, I see it, and and so you had logical reasons to believe those numbers. I'm sure, right? Right. No. Yeah. So, so even you guys saw that the, the things were changing in Chicago. I mean, right. at least you did. And I kind of did have in regards to things are changing between the Bears and Packers, even yeah. though I had the Packers, you know, at the yeah. nine and eight as we technically are now. But I had the Bears being able to get that win in Week One, and the story come out of Week One. In my, in my preview show, I kind of said the story coming out of week one probably will be the Bears are taking back their ownership. Justin Fields is giving the Bears something to look forward to, and now we got to watch out for them this whole season. And then, and then of course, I went through the games and they got eleven wins. But, but still, you know, that's what even I was thinking in regards to that first matchup. That's why I was hoping that game would have been at home instead of on the road. But some of my guests at that time were saying, "No, they as Packer fans preferred it to be on the road, get that win in Chicago." Take it to them, as they were saying, and and I understand that, and I agree that would have been nice in regards to previewing, not when it actually happened. But but I didn't think that was going to be the case. I think we're gonna we were gonna have some trials and tribulations, maybe even a pick six, just Jordan just misreading something, um, type of thing that's our dagger, you know. And 
And, um, you know, obviously very lucky and unfortunate was the opposite, but, but still, yeah, I had you guys getting the 11 wins, um, you know, and be in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I am, I am so impressed with Jordan Love, man. He's come a long way, even just in this season from the beginning. You guys, you guys suck because you got another great quarterback. In <laughs> I, I call it like it is, Mayor. What did, what did you have going into the season, Mary? Did you have? Uh, I didn't. I didn't predict games back then okay. because okay. I didn't. I didn't. Well, okay. I had Twitter, but then the account got suspended. So yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I didn't have a podcast till October. So okay. yeah. Okay. But yeah. <laughs> oh, and uh, and yeah, but. Uh, anyways, I was going to say in regards to the preview show that was way back, I even myself rewatched it uh, more on Spotify than actually in video form because it's easier for me even. Um, watch the, that preview uh, of my show on Spotify and, and just listening to it and, and hearing some of my thoughts on some of these teams. Like the Giants, I had 10 and 7. The Jets, I had 14 and 3. Um, the Bengals, I did have a 9 and 8, but for different reasons. Um, the Jaguars kind of have a strangling hold on the AFC South. And for my Super Bowl prediction, again, anybody can re-listen to the to the preview show for for uh, proof of me saying this then and now. But I had the Giants Jets Super Bowl. And I had the Giants over the Jets in the Super or the Jets over the Giants in the Super Bowl 28-17. The Battle of New York. I had two guests on representing the Giants and the Jets. Um Adriana. Uh, New York Giant fangirl and uh, Gunny of uh, New York Jet Situation Report. Uh, so having Gunny and uh, and Adriana on was great that 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 evening. But yeah, I, that's what I had for the Super Bowl, Foster. You know, and so I was way off on that. But it, but I'm just happy that I got was was dead certs, dead to rights for the Packers record, just not placed properly in the NFC North. Yeah. Hey man, you guys, you guys are in. I, I hope you kick Dallas's ass, man. And I, and I'm sorry. I hate the Packers my whole life because my family's been following the Bears since that I can guarantee since 1932, and it's probably 1921 when they moved to Chicago because my grandfather was here, and my father became a Bears fan because of his father. I just don't know exactly when my grandfather started following the Bears, mm-hmm. but I mean, it literally could be the entire history of this franchise. My family's been involved in it one way or the other. Um, Love it. So, you know, I'm kind of stuck in what I'm stuck in. I didn't do this on purpose. I was born this way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so guys, um, I was going to say I had Super Bowl just to, to throw on touch on that was I, I went real easy because I looked at it and I went 49ers, uh, 49ers, Chiefs. That was my thought. I said your throw-ins, your throw-ins are going to be maybe Philadelphia sneaks in there, the Ravens, um, and as far as that South, I was looking at the New Orleans Saints. I thought I thought with their defense and they got a stable quarterback again, they they'd be in a better position. My my sleeper down there was the Bucks because I was like, which Baker were we going to get? Because when he was in L.A. at the end of last season, he looked pretty darn good. Coming in off right. the street and leading them to a win right away. I was like, 
Because some quarterbacks, it just takes them longer. It just takes exactly. them longer to slow this game down enough to get to get up to speed with it. Look at look at Joe Flacco, thirty eight years old, killing it, killing it. Yeah. Every game he started, except against the Bears, they've scored thirty points or more. I believe it's thirty one or more. Every game. Yeah. So you just yeah, don't know. Geno Smith in Seattle. Yeah. You don't know. That's that's the other reason I will I, I won't give up on Fields because there's just there's just too much talent there, man. He may have a yeah. problem holding the ball and not trusting his receiver. That's going to change someday if he's allowed to continue to play. That's going to change. So wherever he's at, whether it's Chicago, anywhere he goes, I see him having success someday. I just hope we don't trade him and then it bites us in the ass. <laughs> right, yeah, you trade him and then he's great. Just as Jets fans, Brett, Brett Favre trade. <laughs> right. I know, like I said, don't even your Jets friend. You know, he's worried about them. You know, trading their young guy and then him being great somewhere else. Um, but yeah, you just have to. They threw the Rams in there too. I forgot about that. Just because of Stafford, there's always been a great quarterback. I really believe you've yeah. seen enough of yeah. Stafford, so you know. You know. <laughs> I didn't mean to cut you off, but I forget stuff, guys. So sometimes if I don't say it, I'm, you're going to say, okay, what are you going to say? I'm gonna yeah, it's all right. Uh, don't remember. <laughs> it's okay. That's why I'm on my, my podcast. My co-host can like, agree to that. <laughs> oh, and by the way, Stephen, that was me on the Mac and Cheese podcast account. <laughs> I awesome. <laughs> But no, you know, what was week 18 it certainly was an, an interesting dichotomy in regards to scores and teams getting the wins. You know, I'm happy for Tampa Bay. They, they get 9 nothing win over Carolina. Going to the playoffs, winning that division. Baker Mayfield, I've been seeing all, seeing all season continuously on this program. But I really enjoyed what he's done in Tampa Bay. Um, you know, really pulling for him, you know, and I really thought that maybe Tampa Bay could be something heading into the season, though I might not predict it that way record-wise, but still that – you know, Baker and the Buccaneers were, who might be able to cook up something and be able to win the division, get in the playoffs, and see what can happen there for Tampa Bay, wherever they would be slotted. So I'm happy happy for, for Tampa Bay there in regards to that. You know, it is unfortunate in regards to also the Jaguars losing the Titans 28-20 there and, and being bounced out. But but regards to the Bears-Packers, you know, the oldest rivalry in the NFL and, and you know, and all that, and all the story history that, that both franchises have, and, and and greatness for both sides in regards to players, and, and and you know great seasons. But you know now we roll into the next season in a way for Chicago and Green Bay soon, and you know with with Chicago, you know with with then uh, going off as a coordinator, you know seeing what they're going to do also in the draft, and you know Green Bay whether we win or not in Dallas, you know what if we're going to keep our defensive coordinator. And uh, and all that moving forward, um, but you know it's certainly going to be interesting, so to speak, in regards to what's what's going to happen, you know, in the, in in Chicago or in Green Bay, you know, and and you know for Chicago Bears and, and for for what could be, you know, next year could be a turning point for Chicago, not just the quarterback situation and what they do and what they can do, but with that coaching staff. And what they can create as well. You know, you get the right people in, you hire right, you get right, and then it'll all 
from there. So, you know, in that regard, you know, you guys are going to have a new offensive coordinator. You guys are going to have a new, a new pieces of the coaching staff, Foster. Who would you like to see being put in those places to make the Bears better, make them great again, make them good, make them something? You know, I, I haven't really looked into the list yet. I, I guys, everybody out there, at my house, I had a fire the other day. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, literally Saturday morning. So I haven't, haven't, I haven't spent the time looking into too much the last couple of weeks. Cause prior to that, I just got a lot going on in my life to begin with. So I haven't looked into it, honestly. Mm-hmm. I was going to go back and ask you guys both. <laughs> oh no. Because one of my, one of my things with that game last week was, uh, you guys blew a couple opportunities there, there to put some points on the board before halftime. So I was going to ask you guys what, because I was like going, I'm like, all right, we're 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 twisting this. Maybe we could if we can make the right adjustments, which I was worried that we weren't going to make the right adjustments because obviously we didn't offensively. I mean, defensively, I said the Bears were going to win this game 27-17. You guys scored 17 points. I got half of it right. But <laughs> what I just thought, I'm like, okay, man, the Packers messed up. Now we've got to take advantage of that. Come out, stop them, and go score a touchdown. Because that will change yeah. the entire narrative of this game. But we didn't make the adjustments. We just kept running the ball. And right. we didn't make the adjustments. And then we started having some defensive laps. People were complaining about the defense. If your defense gives up 17 points and you can't score 20 points, you got a problem. That's any week in the NFL in my mind. Because your average game is what? Your average game is going to total 35, 45 points, somewhere in that range. Mm -hmm. And I just figure our offense should be capable of putting 26, 28 points on the board every week. With Fields, the running game, DJ Moore and Komet, we should be able to do that every week against any defense, in my mind. And if our defense holds you to under 20, well, then we should win a, a, a damn lot of games. Excuse my language, mm-hmm. but I mean, just, it's logical at least, right? Mm-hmm. So, but, but not to be. But where were you guys at at halftime when, I don't know if you remember, our cornerback Stevenson, instead of letting him go forward out of bounds to stop the clock? Mm-hmm. Pushed him backwards, and as he went out of bounds, that doesn't stop the clock because you got to have forward progress. So that you know, another one of our young guys, a rookie, thinking, thinking, and, and reacting. Yeah. So how did you guys feel <clears throat> by not putting another six points on the board there before halftime? Because I think you had two two shots to do it. Yeah, that was you unfortunate. Oh yeah, Mary, go ahead. What were your thoughts in regards to at that point in regards to missed opportunities before the halftime? That was Bo Bentlin, wasn't it? Bo Mellon, right? Yeah. Um, we were kind of discussing this at the game. Shout out to Justin. He said he was be watching tonight. Um, him and I were talking about this. Our server used to play high school football, actually. So he had to kind of explain the rules. Um, we think he should have been out of bounds to stop the clock and then tried for another run. No way. Well, you can't – you have to be moving forward when you go out of bounds. You can't go laterally. You can't go backwards. Right. You have to have forward progress. So the rules in the NFL are a little different. They, they do, they've they done that to speed up the game. In the past, 
that would have been out of bounds. But everybody knows this rule. It's been changed for a while. So you could say he should have been – they should have stopped the clock. But by their own rules, and everybody knows it, everybody, as soon as – as soon as he went out of bounds going backwards when he pushed them, everybody said, great, because now they can't get the field goal. We were all jumping and screaming because you guys couldn't make the field goal. And I was like. And I'm, and I'm just stating it. I'm sorry, Mary. I don't mean to hurt it. I'm not trying to. No, no. She's, everybody. No. It's just a fact of the rule. No, no. Hey, that, that's, an, that's understandable. That's why for me here at home watch, watching the game, then I'm like, we know this rule. Why don't we. Heading into that play, coaching it a little bit better. If you get to the, get to that situation, do what you need to do and make sure it is be able to be out of bounds. Then having that situation and not having the time to be able to, you know, kick the field goal and be able to take the lead, unless we were playing complacent because we were just going to because we were going to the halftime up one, but feeling we would be able to drive anyways. We have the ball first in the second half, you know, that type of thinking. But you as much as I appreciate that as a Packer fan in some ways, also don't want that because what if we don't? The Bears you get a fumble or something or interception or whatever. You know, you got to take the points when you can and you move forward from there being confident in your team. You know, so, um, yeah, I definitely missed the opportunity. I kind of was, was annoyed. You know, I was happy we had the lead, but also worried that, you know, we that could have been the turning point, you know, and – and, you know, very lucky it wasn't, you know, 7-6 and then finishing at 17-9, so 10-3 in the second half. So, um, but who knows what it could have been, you know. So heading into halftime, it was like, what are you doing? You know, it's like, what, what's going on sort of thing, at least for me, where I am in my household. I, I bring it up and I was asking you guys, because when we played Cleveland, we did the same thing. And if we, if we attempt those two field goals and make them, it's 23-20 Bears, not 2017. Right. Because of because of not looking at the entire picture, I believe. And I faulted the head coach for this. And like he was he, my friend was at that game in Cleveland and, and they were he was kicking them from about 55. It would have been, I think, a 49 or a 51 yarder field goal before half. And the other one that they didn't even try would have been 45. Hmm. So why, why don't you take, especially, and this was my logic, if I'm in your field, I'm take, especially when it's Cleveland or somebody with a really good defense, and your guys' defense was great. It really was. That's probably one of the best defensive games I've, that I've seen of the Panthers this year because I've seen them, the 33-30 Carolina game. I've seen some things. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't see everything. Right. But um, – you know, if I'm in your, I'm playing a, a, a team that's playing great on a good defensive night, and I'm in your field, I'm taking every damn point I can get when I can get it. Because you just don't know, man. And most of these games are decided lately. Everything the point spread's only been three points. And Vegas knows kind of what they're doing a lot most of the time. I mean, it's pretty. Sometimes I wonder. <laughs> that was the other thing I want to ask you guys both, because now as we go into the second half. And this is for the whole whole game, even. Did you guys see? Did you guys notice penalties that weren't called? Because I was a jerk. I'm a jerk, man. So I'm watching. I've one particular play. As a matter of fact, it was a huge play for you guys. As a matter of fact, it was a, a touchdown pass. Yeah. There was there was a holding and an illegal shove in the back by the Green Bay Packers, and not one flag. Uh, the Dustin hit. 
when he was sliding and got hit and bounced his head off yeah. the ground. Any other quarterback almost would have got a, a flag on that. Do you agree? Yeah, no, that's for sure. And especially seeing it when it was live, I'm like, oh, crap, what did we do? I'm like, right. I'm going, wow, cool, because that guy just made a dumb move. Where's the flag? Where's the flag? Where's the effing flag? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, you know, there's too many things to play into it, man. It's it's just uh, you guys played much better in the second half, and our, our, our offense – Obviously, there's there's multiple reasons, but one of the big reasons is now gone. He's gone from Chicago. Yeah. Um, why did we run? Why did we run? What did we run? 13 times in a row or something like that in the second half there? Third quarter, fourth quarter, going in, I think it was in the third quarter going into the fourth. We just kept running the ball. We've got one of the most explosive. He's got, okay, DJ Moore is a pretty good uh, number one wide receiver, you know, I, I, I believe. Mm-hmm. And he's he's not being utilized at all. Neither is Cole Komet. You've got two weapons. Use them. You got to score a touchdown. Use them. So, just kind of your thoughts on that second half? Because, like I said, you guys you guys came to play. Especially now. Now I'm going to jump back to the first game. Boy, <laughs> you guys were prepared the first game, and our Bears were not at all. Not at all. So and and. And this game, you notice the score was a lot closer. It was a lot tighter game. Mm-hmm. I think both teams from that first game are not the same teams that they were in game one of the season. No, no. no. And then I always say this, too, because they never played. When I was a kid, man, and, and a young man, your starters played the third or the fourth game. They played a lot of it. They played As the preseason went on and they got closer to the season, they play a little more. Mm-hmm. To get the feel with each other. Right. If you look, the first two, three weeks—I'll say the first three, four weeks—we had some weird going on, goings on in the NFL. Lions going into Kansas City and winning because these guys aren't—they don't—they haven't built the con- unless they've been there together for years or at least two seasons or more. Mm-hmm. It's hard to have continuity when you've got especially in the Bears part, and you guys too, because you guys are like the youngest team in the NFL. Yeah. We're the third youngest team in the NFL, and we're only old because we got Mercedes Lewis on our team. We took right. him off. We'd be close yep. to your age. He's like 60, my age. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been so, a while. Go ahead, Steve. I was just going to say, it's been a while right of, right of a season as it is, you know, for for both teams in a way, and and, you know, looking and talking about what was my predictions and all that, you know, just how crazy that was to what actually happened for the NFC North and the NFL in the whole total. Now we head into the playoffs. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of fun matchups that will be happening this weekend. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how how these wildcard teams do, um, you know, the ones on the road. And, and I, I certainly do say that uh, it's only going to be fun you know, to, to see how, how these games go. Now, for those that are watching here on YouTube, uh, opposed to those that are listening on Spotify, um, I do each and every week my Game of the Week prediction, and I might as well just do it right now with Foster still here. My Game of the Week prediction for the Wild Card Weekend is going to be that first matchup, that matchup that I kind of wish could be for the AFC title game, but it can't. It'll be right now. Someone will have to go home. The other one will move on, and that is the Cleveland Browns facing off against the Houston Texans. 
We got that game for the game of the week that I have each and every week for my helmets. And this one for me heading into the wild card round is my game of the week with me predicting Houston to get their win. CJ Stroud, he is him. And he's going to prove that on Saturday late afternoon. Wow. Okay. I'm going to go the opposite on that. I'm going to take Mr. Experience in that Cleveland defense because they're in Cleveland. Hmm. It's a little rough atmosphere to play in. So I got I got to go the opposite direction. I, I think I think Miles Garrett's going to have something to say about Stroud uh, doing his job. Um, and if you look statistically, I think three of the top five rated cornerbacks are all on the Cleveland Browns. One, I think there's like a Bear, Chicago Bear, Jalen Johnson, somebody else, and three guys in Cleveland in the top five. Oh. So. That, that's going to make it a little tougher on those receivers. I mean, they got some great young talent in, in Houston with Nico and them guys. But this yeah. is just my opinion. As <laughs> right. So, yeah, yeah. So, so we're, we're at your game of the week. We're, uh, and I can't wait to see this game, man. Um, I really yeah, can't. yeah. Yeah. Like I said, you know, the game being in Houston, you know, good for them winning that division, you know. So, having a whole game, I have Houston over, over Cleveland, 23 uh, 17 being the final score for my prediction. Uh, Mary, since we are starting to do predictions, if you want, I'll well, we share your prediction here for Cleveland at Houston. Oh, wait. Oh, I said I have the Texans winning. I love how Stroud is doing right now. And I think they have a – yes, Cleveland does have a good defense, and that's what I'm scared about. It could go either way. It just right. depends on how, what team is playing better tonight. That's what I was hoping it would be the AFC title game. Then I wouldn't care really truly who would win then representing the AFC. That's gotcha. I, I just think I honestly got in my Super Bowl right now, I'm like uh, I'm out of the AFC. I'm taking Baltimore, and I think the only team that can take them out is Cleveland. Mm. They played against each other twice a year. They know each other. Yeah. And, and just have it just – uh, Lamar's Lamar's come a long way. That's that's what I envision Fields becoming. Or actually, I think he could be better, but that's just my opinion there. <laughs> but, but Flacco just has seen everything. He's been around, you know. He's been around. He will manage that game. He does whatever he has to do to win. I know every quarterback does that, but he's got the little extra edge of seeing all this stuff that he's seen over and over, and not just not just for a while, but he's seen it for dec a decade and a half. So I give that advantage in the quarterback spot, literally to Flacco. I, I oh, yeah. Straub. Straub was my number one guy coming out of the draft. When Carolina drafted Bryce Young, my jaw hit the table. I'm like, what? <laughs> well, because I got some Cade McNown who was who's there. Right. They were supposed to. They were supposed to draft C.J. Straub. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was supposed to go to. Everybody knows it now. The owner, the one who told him to take Bryce Young. Yep. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't think CJ was going to be like he's been. I don't think anybody saw this. But I, I knew Bryce Young wasn't going to. I believe Bryce Young wasn't going to do this. He's just too small. I don't. I see he's going to have a problem in my mind, but I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. So I like I like Cleveland, and I got them twenty four sixteen or. I went like this because if 
if either the defense makes a mistake here or there, I could see this being a higher scoring game where it would be like 31-28 Cleveland. But I'm going to say my score score is 24-16 with Cleveland's defense doing their job. That's my prediction on that game, man. All right. Well, then, since we're starting with that, we might as well check along. We've got the other games. Next up, we got the game that will be on Peacock, the Peacock app. Peacock exclusive. We got the Miami Dolphins facing off against, you know, the Chiefs, you know, that team. Um, but um, I'll go first here for this game. Um, I'm going to go with the Dolphins getting the win over the Chiefs. Um, I think the Chiefs are, this is a season that they can be had. You know, they got kind of stumbling into this playoffs, um, you know, and. Mahomes not being usual Mahomes, um, it seems like. Miami kind of find their stride. Um, and I believe in, in the coach there in Miami for sure. So I'm going to go the Dolphins over the Chiefs, getting a win on the road. Um, kind of first surprise of the of the weekend. Uh, but Dolphins over Chiefs. 35-31. Still be high scoring. Uh, but I got Miami winning in a shootout there against uh, – Against Kansas City, they'll be able to stay and hold and back and forth and all that. Uh, but I think Miami's going to be able to to take one from Pat and um, be able to to get their dagger. So, yeah, I'm going Dolphins over the Chiefs with that score, 35-31. Foster, what say you in regards to the game there in Kansas City? The Pat game in Kansas City, this is what I'd like everybody to hear because they are training all of us to pay for these games in the future. Okay, so I'm boycotting it. I've got Peacock. I'm not watching it. I might listen to it on the radio, but I'm not watching the game because they're what they're doing is they're training you to get used to paying for a game. You're gonna. They want to stream everything so that five, six, seven years from now, you got to pay five hundred dollars to see the Super Bowl. That's what they're doing. So I, I just want this to be out there because they've been doing this with every sport. They, they remove themselves from. A third of this country that can't afford streaming services. It's not in their budget. And I don't right. like that because we pay. Well, I mean, they also have that. Yeah. And then they, because they have that new, um, they have that new contract with Amazon Prime for the Thursday games. Right. So they they're, took it away from the NFL network, which already was its own separate thing. They're, they're going to take them all, all off. Like, I don't, when I watch all my games, I watch them free over the year in Chicago. Okay. And I've been doing it. Since 1970, every game I, I've been watching at the Amazon Prime games because my sister has it and I get to watch it. Otherwise, I refuse to pay for it because it's it's just unfair. Like they, with baseball, can you get can anybody watch? I don't know if you guys. I follow all the sports, so yeah, baseball. I know they had. I the, have to pay to watch the Cubs. I got to pay to watch the Bulls. I got to pay to watch the Sox. I got to right. pay to watch the Hawks. And I I no longer watch those sports because of it. I stopped. That's my boycott. Right. I'm not buying any of your. I'm not buying any of your stuff. I'm not watching your games. I'm not paying you a dime. I've been paying money to that stadium for 50 years. I don't know how many hundreds of hundreds of times I've been to Wrigley Field or Soldier Field or the old Chicago Stadium or the United Center. I just hate they're taking the common man, the average man that works every day that does most of the tax paying, living and dying. His kids, because I can't pay $100 to watch these games every month, I have to put food on the table. Right. We've got billionaires and millionaires 
that are asking us for more and more every every year. It's got to end. Or, you, or people are just not going to be able to see it. They're actually screwing themselves. Because if they left it all over the air, they could put it on just again and again and, and still get more money. They're being greedy for the now, and it's going to cost them down the line. Two generations from now, when when you've got 100 million kid, the guys that were kids now, I don't follow that crap because I I don't I never was able to have a favorite thing as a kid. I don't even I don't spend any of my time or money on the NFL because it's I couldn't see it growing up. So how do I even know about it? The radio kids don't listen to the radio anymore. It's all video games and what they can get on here. So, but having said that, and I apologize for going off on a rant. All right. We need to take that and make that a clip and put it all over YouTube. And <laughs> you know, hey, great minds think alike. Because I was gonna, I was already looking at the, looking at my clock and looking at the time and how much we're into the episode, and I'm gonna find it after the episode. Yeah, it's just, just because I'm, I'm, I am such a believer of like, again, I can't stand the Packers, dude. I don't even like Packers fans. I've got them all. I was lit on fire by two Packers fans. They happen to be friends of mine. Now. And, I, and I'm joking a bit because some Bears fans are jerks too. Sometimes it's, it's just like any any race, any business, any sports fan app. You're going to have ones that are okay and ones that are jerks. But but this see, even this is new to me, man. This is a shock because I never ever thought, never ever thought in my life that I'd be sitting here on a Packers show talking about the Bears. <laughs> so there's always a first for something, whether yeah. you expect it or not. Um, as far as the game goes, hello. <laughs> I don't know if you guys heard the phone. Yeah, I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get it. I'm in the studio and I can't even get to the thing. I forgot to unplug it. Um, <laughs> so I got exactly the same thing, though, Steve. I'm I'm sitting there chuckling when you said that because I got Miami with the same score taking out Mahomes and the boys because. I'll give you a good reason. He's having such a problem with the receivers all year. I think yeah. the Chiefs got more drop balls than the Chicago Bears got. <laughs> We've got them every week. So, uh, there's my take. That's yep. a simple one, but I had to get that out about. Yeah, much respect. Don't let them make you pay, man. Don't let them do it because they're training you guys to do it. All of us. Yep. Mary, go ahead. We got there in uh, Kansas City with the Dolphins Chiefs. Okay, I'm going to go opposite. I'm, I have the Chiefs over the Dolphins mm -hmm. just because of how injured the Dolphins are. Um, yes, Patrick Mahomes does have issues with wide receivers. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, MBS, for example. Perfect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I think, yes, it's a revenge game for Tyreek as well. Tyreek Hill is a revenge game. I still have Chiefs. I think Travis Kelsey, he didn't score a single game in week 17. I think he's going to get back. Yeah, well, I wasn't – no, no, I was just going to say, you something to see about that in regards to Travis Kelsey. I know the Taylor Swift stuff has been in the news a lot in its own right, but, you know, in regards to the Chiefs and Travis, you know, I, I think Miami will be able to, to square up with them. Uh, you know, defensive coordinator and scheming-wise will be able to plan – you know, coaching, right? Uh, be able to do so and um, and get it done, at least in my thoughts. But, yeah, uh, Mary going with the Chiefs, Foster and me going with the Dolphins. Moving forward, we got – well, we got an interesting game. That <laughs> Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Because <laughs> I, I turn all that crap off too, man. I want nothing to do with it. Sorry. Yeah. I, no, no, I get that. That's what my mom was saying every time she uh, Taylor was on the TV. She's like, what? No. <laughs> Anyways, next game that could be a blowout or it could be a surprise. We got the Pittsburgh Steelers facing off against the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. That will be the first game of Sunday. Uh, they're uh, they're in Buffalo. We'll start with Mary this time uh, for the Bills Steelers. Mary, who you got in Buffalo? So I have the Bills winning. Um, Steelers TJ Watt is officially out. So that's gonna hurt the defense a lot. Um, I also have the Bills winning because I like how um, Diggs Stefan is doing. Um, I hope Russell Douglas plays. I have not checked on his status. I know he did get injured but, uh, injured against the Bills last game of the season against the Dolphins. I hope he has a comeback game. And yeah. All right. <laughs> what are you there with the Steelers' chances against Buffalo? Um, I'm, I'm taking Buffalo. I, I just man, I, I the, shit, the Steelers just keep shocking the heck out of me because they keep winning games they should that I don't have them winning, man. Exactly. But that is great coaching. You, mm-hmm. You've got coaching in that building. They've had I think they've only had like three coaches in my entire life. Maybe four. Four. I can't remember the first one though. Don't know who <laughs> it was. Serious. Right. But it's literally three coaches in the last well, since 1969, I know that for a fact. Three coaches, and and there's a reason for that. They mm-hmm. win, you know. They they, uh, what's his name? Can't remember the coach's name. They've never, they've ne- he's never had a, a losing season. But I'm gonna just, I'll, I'll take it easy. I'm gonna shut up and go with Buffalo, just on what Buffalo does, man. They, I thought they were kind of down and out. They had this little resurgence. I think they're. Back on track. I think it's going to be closer than people think, though, because I'm I'm going Buffalo should kill them, especially with Watt out. Right? You would right. think. Yep. But they just keep coming up with ways, man. Um, that quarterback's not too bad either. Rudolph's not terrible, dude. They Mason, yeah. Better than Trubisky, who I couldn't stand from the day we got. <laughs> oh, Mitch, yeah. Jeez. I never – that was a mistake from day the one. Mitch here, yeah. So I'm 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 uh, what did you say, Mayor? Your score was? I didn't. I don't do scores. I didn't okay. get to where I have to. Okay. I, I don't have a score on this one. I just have <laughs> Buffalo's going right. well, this game, man. There was a couple. There's a couple games I don't have a score on. Yeah, this one might be uh, time to lay the smackdown, and, and I think uh, Buffalo's going to be doing that. My official prediction in regards to score wise. At the Buffalo Bills over the Pittsburgh Steelers, twenty-seven to nine, getting the win in Buffalo and be able to truck along. And uh, you know, it could have been a closer game if TJ wants to be able to play. Um, you know, Mason could be able to do something, but I just feel, regards to experience and being the playoffs, a different beast. Um, I think I think the Bills defense will feast on him a little in general. Uh, they do have a somewhat good two-headed monster in regards to the running game. Uh, really been impressed uh, with the running game, but again. The playoffs now, and I feel Buffalo is just going to be going to be that. So, like I said, twenty-seven to nine, uh, Bills getting the win there. Moving forward, uh, we got. Well, we might as well do this one quick. We got the Packers, Cowboys, in Dallas. We got we get to see Mike McCarthy again. That'll be fun, Mayor. And uh, 
and uh, Green Bay, though last time we did, Aaron was still on the team in, in Green Bay. Now we got Jordan Love, you know, and and I saw the uh, headline on uh, Get Up, I think it was, this morning. Uh, can love conquer Dallas? You know, love conquers all, right? But um, in, in regards to this game, I'll let our guest go first, um, the, the Bears fan. Uh, who do you have winning here in Dallas? We got Green Bay versus the Cowboys. I got I got Green Bay winning this game 27 20, 24. And and people are gonna be mad at me because I hope the Packers I hope they actually I hope they kick their ass. <laughs> I don't know if I could say that this early. I'm used to being on late. Hey, yeah, say whatever you want. So, <laughs> <laughs> um no, I got I, go. I got I got I got the Packers winning just because of what I saw. I'll just take the the Bears game, what I saw, consistency throughout. They just they did whatever they wanted. Uh, pretty much on both sides of the ball. When they wanted to stop us, they stopped. You guys stopped it. But consistencies. If the defense plays like that, you guys are in. Because mm-hmm. Dak and those guys, they've been having some problems. And, and we've all seen it. You've seen it develop. Uh, the running game kind of got shut down on them, man. They they thought they had that down. And they did early, but I don't I don't know if it's injury or not. Because I, I will not even look at Dallas at all unless the Bears are playing them. I just... They keep saying America's team. I'm an American. They've never been my team. <laughs> right. I can't, I can't stand that line. I know, right? Um, maybe you're Texas's team, but not my team, buddy. So I'm going to go on on just what you guys have done, man. These these great young receivers. That's what the Bears need too. Is a bunch of those guys. I'm so mad because I wanted Dobbs. <laughs> when we took Bellis Jones, I kept going, "Please take, please take Romeo out of Nevada. Please take Romeo." I know he's going to be good. I can see it. I know it. I yeah. know it. So, um, and even even uh, Reed, man, because he's an Illinois guy. Yeah, yeah. Reed, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I didn't know he was going to be as good as he wa- is. Yeah. But I knew that, or I shouldn't say, I didn't know he was going to be as good as he is this soon. Right. I thought, man, okay, get this guy on there, coach him up, and by year three, now we got something. You know, that was okay, my yeah. thought. Even with Dobbs, I, I I was just like, just get him in here, man. Get him in here and let the kid work. Right. Well, hopefully Poles will do some of that for us this year. But I'm I'm going uh, Packers on the strength of that offense, and, and as long as that defense plays the way I've seen them play, and they're not inconsistent, you guys should win that game, man. People are going to be mad at me in Chicago because everybody's like, I don't, I can't stand either one of them. I hope, but they're all they're like Packers. They hate the Packers first. And then the Cowboys like 1A. <laughs> so it's really hard for us here, man. But I'm going to do this because I'm. my father told me this. He goes, man, you can hate that team all, all you want in our division. But if you don't make it to the playoffs, you root for them because they represent your division. And that just shows people how tough of division that you're in. You know, like if the Lions go and win it all, People could say, oh, you guys suck. Well, we should have beat the Lions twice. And they won the Super Bowl. We suck. Yeah. And that's that's not the real finger. I gave him the finger. Right, right. But hey, <laughs> but hey you and great minds think alike. That's the way I am in regards to each and every year. I try to tell fellow Packer fans on the show or just personal life that, hey, I, if the Bears, Vikings, or Lions make it to the Super Bowl, I'm proud of them and I want them to stomp a mud hole in the AFC team. Yep. You know, and. Or just in general, for me personally, when it is the Super Bowl, I go for the NFC team because that's our conference. Um, but 
specifically for the NFC North, yeah, I'll go in with them. But anyways, for this game, yeah, um, Mary, what say you as we go and trek into Dallas? Okay, I'm just pulling Jordan Love stats really quick. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just went on Packers.com to find them all. Okay, so I obviously have Packers. I'm not. I'm being biased, kind of. Not really. Dallas has never won at AT&T. Or they've won every game at AT&T. They haven't lost a game at AT&T this season. I think it's time to turn that around. I think we will clutch them. Um, and also, Packers have never lost only one game at AT&T their whole Aaron Rodgers career. I think it's time to boost that up. Um, I like how Love is playing, like you said, Foster. So actually, most of our team is from Illinois. Lucas Finesse, another one. Who is dating Kmet's sister, I believe. So that's a fun right. storyline. <laughs> and I found out Jordan Love actually won Nickelodeon Player MVP. Yeah, their their thing, yeah. And offensive player of the week as well. Yeah. I do like how our offense is playing. I like how Reed is playing. Um, and I think oh, I don't want to say this. I'm not going to say officially Joe Barry is going to be back for a season, but I trust our quarterbacks. I trust Jair being back. Um, Jair, do not get suspended again. <laughs> yeah. He, he's, All he's right. For about 12 weeks next year. No. Okay. Did I say no. that out loud? Rather take Joe Barry for another season if we are able to make it deep into the playoffs and starts on Sunday afternoon, the Packers against the Cowboys. Um, I feel that could be had. I know I've been talking to Scooter Magruder and some others in the Cowboy Nation and, and how Andrewski, who is going to be uh, on the show but can't make it, he's at a Dallas Stars game. Um, but, you know, hearing from them and, and their thoughts regarding to Dallas, you know, it's just every, 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 Single year, their fan base is chirping and talking and saying it's our year. We're great. We're always great. We're going to be champions. We're going to the Super Bowl. And yet, how long has it been since they happened? How long has it been since they made it to the AMC Championship game? So I think that trend continues. I look forward to the Stephen A video after the game if we do beat them. I'm not going to lie about that. I'm going to go with the Packers over the Cowboys 27-13. to 13. Getting the win there, kind of a convincing win, um, and and we just and we just roll from there. I just think that uh, Green Bay be able to get it done, and uh, I can't wait. Let's throw one, one line in there. Go Cowboys, go and take the Texas Rangers with you when you leave. Woo! <laughs> um, so I looked it up, and the Cowboys lost one Super Bowl in '96. 1996 is when the Cowboys last won Super Bowl, so it's been quite yep. a bit for them. Mm, <laughs> and I do have to mention that. <laughs> and I do have to mention one thing, Colonel. Why did you curse the Packers? Why? Oh, Brandon. Yeah, Brandon. Why? <laughs> you know, it's going to be interesting to see how that works. You know, then again, the last few weeks his curses haven't really been working anyway. So, I know. <laughs> hopefully, that's the case here as we as we move on or for our game. Well, Next game is thing, Mayor, I wanted to tell you one other thing too. 
Um, that's because we produce great athletes in all sports in Illinois. We really do. <laughs> they just they just never play in Chicago. Right. Yeah, exactly. Keep even it. our even if you go to all the colleges for basketball players, go look at how many guys are from Chicago or the suburbs that play all over the country, but they they won't play on the Bears, they won't play on the Bulls. They won't play at the Illinois schools. We go all over. We go to Michigan and, and uh, Wisconsin and Iowa. I don't know. Yep. Sorry. It's, it's true. Yeah. Moving on, we have the we have the uh, Matthew Stafford game returning to Detroit. We have the Rams versus the Lions, our uh, NFC North brethren. They're having their first home game since 1993, which back then was against Green Bay in a loss. Um but they are the other you know, champions, um, and they and they set the playoff run if they have one against uh, L.A. I'll go first here. I'm going to go with the Lions over the Rams. Uh, I think this is their year. Maybe they got a lot to play for. They're still a little bit upset with what happened with the Dallas game uh, um, and, and whatnot. They're going to use that energy continuously here beyond just Detroit against the world kind of slogan, Detroit against everybody. Um I'm going to go to the Lions over the Rams, 27-24. Uh, and they got Detroit getting the win there. Foster, what say you? How do you see the NFC North champion Lions doing against the L.A. Rams? I got the Lions winning 31-28. I am, I am worried because of the way the Rams have been playing lately. And, and if you give Stafford any bit of extra time, man, Especially he's going in there to, to beat his old team where he played all those years and played great and has nothing to show for it. Um, little, I am, this is probably the game I'm, I'm most afraid of the Rams winning. Uh, in past, I might have wanted the Rams to win, but I want, I want the Packers and the Lions both to advance. I do because I want, I would like the Lions to take you guys out. Is what oh! I'm yeah, wow. in that case, we'd be facing each other in the NFC title game. Yeah. In so Detroit, if, if, if it goes that far, but that's you know that's that's what I'm. Yeah, if it does, yeah. I got the Lions winning based on uh, their hunger because of of what you spoke of with the Dallas game, and then losing to the Bears, almost losing to them tw us twice. Yeah, um, the adversity they've gone through, the ups and downs that team's had. They played pretty much a solid season. I really like Dan Campbell, the coach. Um, mm -hmm. I think they're going to be very well prepared for this game because they they know all the stuff I just said. You know, we all know this. We know what what's going on in the mind of Stafford. We know what he's telling his offense. Mm -hmm. uh, they're going to, the Rams are going to be prepared too because they seem to do it with never having a first round draft pick. They're always hanging around, <laughs> right? Yeah, and they pick up Puka this yeah. draft. Wow, fifth round. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pit. See that that's that's what I love about Poles, man. He's 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 gonna find us guys like that. I hope. <laughs> I, I always go back to the Bears because I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> okay then. <laughs> but but yeah, you know, Lions I think would be able to to get the win Mary. Mary, Mary, did you give a prediction? I don't remember if you did. I did not. No, I did not. Go ahead. So I'm gonna be the opposite of you guys again. I have the Rams winning. I like P how Puka is doing, like you said, Foster. Um, and if you guys noticed, 
the Lions actually have a Stafford jersey out thing where he cannot wear a Stafford jersey. So we'll see how that determines the game play. Yeah, well, that's just getting dumb in general. I don't know what's going on yeah. with the Lions fans and that kind of decision, but um, I don't remember exactly how the Stafford era ended in regards to just, you know, he was traded, but I don't think he, I don't know. But either way, um, that'd be what it be. Yeah, I respect that, Mary. Yeah, going with the Rams there. Um, moving forward, we got the final game, which will be Monday night football. You got the Philadelphia Eagles facing off against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, they're in Tampa Bay. You know, this one's going to be an interesting one. You know, Hurts has his uh, thumb or whatever, finger injured. Um, you know, how much will that affect it? Though they're not playing in the cold, they are going to Tampa Bay. Um, but still, um, you know, as Mary was talking about Florida weather right now. Um, and um, But anyways, yeah, we'll, we'll start with Mary. Mary, what do you have here for Philadelphia going to Tampa Bay, Florida, facing off against the Buccaneers? Okay, so I just looked up Tampa's weather for Sunday or Monday, and it's low 61, high 75. So I have Tampa winning. Unfortunately, I don't want to hear about it, but I probably will for my Tampa Bay friends. Um, just because they're looking better. And I know Hertz had the fractured finger, so we'll see how that determines with it. Um, I like how Baker Mayfield's doing as well. And I think Evans and Godwin is going to have a great game. Unfortunately. All right. All right. Uh, Foster, what say you in regards to these mighty Eagles that have fallen going up against these Tampa Bay Buccaneers that have some bravado? Mary, I'm, I'm right with you. Everything you said. I kid you not, man, especially Baker. I think he's going to be the difference in the game. Um, yeah. it, it's, it, it, it ought to be very interesting. I, I Like I said, I had, and, and this is pretty like logical, I had the Eagles as like my number two, number one, going in, number two going into the season, and it's been on and off with them and Frisco a little bit. But I had them as two, and I just I don't see it. I I uh, they're, they're they just don't look the same. I can't even put my finger on what's the exact reason, you know. Besides the finger issue, just there there's some inconsistencies, uh, minor issues with the running game. Defense has had some lapses, so they've got all the talent in the world. The Philadelphia, Alabama, Crimson Tide Eagles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, because they don't have Edwards, man. So, so the because right. Edwards is on the Bears, and Baker's going to roll, and and the Bucks defense is going to play it tight. So, yep. I got the Bucks. I got the Bucks, man. I'm happy to hear from you guys saying that. I was worried someone was going to go with the Eagles. Because for me, I'm going Tampa Bay. I'm going with the Buccaneers to get the win. Very impressive. I've been saying about Baker Mayfield. I want him to be able to continue in a playoffs run. Um. You know, I know he can only match what Brady did for Tampa Bay, but still, at least have a run of his own um, and uh, and move forward there. So I have the Buccaneers over the Philadelphia Eagles, 35-16 to 16 there for that game. But now that's all the games in regards to uh, what is the Super Wild Card weekend. One thing I forgot to do that I'll just do here quickly, we go through what was week 18, as I do each and every week with the scores, and that and they are as follows. Steelers over the Ravens, 17-10. Texans over the Colts, 23-19. Titans over the Jaguars, 28-20. We got the Lions over the Vikings, 30-20. Saints defeat the Falcons, 48-17. Jets, hey, they get a win. Good for them, 17-3 over. <laughs> the 
Tampa Bay over Carolina, nine to nothing. The Bengals over the Browns. Remember, Flacco was not playing, thirty-one to fourteen. The Packers over the Bears, nineteen to seven. Cowboys over the Commanders, thirty-eight to ten. Raiders over the Broncos, twenty-seven to fourteen. The Giants whooping the Eagles, winning twenty-seven to ten at home. Seahawks over the Cardinals, but the Cardinals made it close, twenty-one to twenty. Rams over the 49ers, twenty-one to twenty. The Chiefs over the Chargers, thirteen to twelve. Without Patrick Mahomes, about to start starting for the Chiefs. We got the Bills over the Dolphins to win the division, twenty-one to fourteen. So that was what was week eighteen of those games, and and now we just as we did just predict both the the playoffs and everything. I'm looking forward to the games. It's gonna be fun. I'm pumped. We've been here for almost an hour and a half, at least an hour and fifteen, an hour and a quarter, and. Uh, Great time, like I said, for those that are watching or listening on Spotify, thank you. There is no like button, but welcome to, to listen as, as often as you want. Also, listen to past episodes. If you don't want to see me, you're welcome to hear me uh, there on Spotify and, and, and go through um, the small catalog. That is the 2023 season right now. That is now on Spotify because I am not about to try to upload six seasons of podcasting over to Spotify. So um, we at least have the 2023 season starting with uh, – prediction show heading into the season so for those on spotify just search talking package with steve and go from there uh and for those on youtube welcome to like the video subscribe ring the bell um you know it's, it's been a fun season hopefully it can continue for us packers and be able to well unfortunately we would face the 49ers next if we win um but we go from there but before i go and before we leave uh, i want to let foster share and say any of his last words promote his social media, promote his podcast, promote everything that he's part of, um, and all that in between. The floor is yours. All right. I, uh, I am the director of media relations at Chicago uh, Bears Country Productions. I do a show uh, every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central called the Bears Country Podcast. Uh, we've got a few shows out. We've got the British Bears on Tuesday. We've got Dan and Dan, Last Call at Hallis Halls on Monday night. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, iHeart. I'm on like seven platforms. I honestly don't even know all of them. Uh, also on the Pro Sports Fan app, you can find Bears Country Productions on there. That's an app where whatever fan you are, of whether it's Packers, Bears, Lions, Cowboys, if, um, there's an app. Just go look it up, Pro Sports Fans app. And it literally has on there all of a listing of podcasts and all the information you get on your team, even college teams. But right now I know they have uh, some NBA teams, some baseball teams, and every NFL team is now mm -hmm. has something with the, the pro sports fan app. So yep. check that out. Um, thank you guys so much. Again, I apologize for last week. We'll have to do this sometime again. Uh, later in the summer, maybe maybe after the draft, and we can compare players <laughs> and see which GM made better moves in our minds. <laughs> and then, and we got, then we'll have it on record, and then we can go back next season and go, I can sit here and go, yeah, yeah you guys get better again, damn it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, I forgot about it. Yeah, Pro Sports fan, yeah, I'm very lucky with me and Bernie that, that are part of the Packers media cast. For the Packers games and of course Bears Country, Bears Country production, uh, there for the live Shorty and other, and uh, Foster and others uh, that are part of that for the Bears uh, media casters, uh, they're a PSF app. Um, 
But yeah, Mary, welcome to, to share your podcast, share your Twitter handle, and all that you wish to share here. Okay. You guys. Okay. There's a lot coming up. <laughs> so my Twitter <laughs> ad is in my name this week. I decided to do that finally because I know a lot of people said they couldn't find me. <laughs> so my name is at Mary90 for Lucas Vaness, 11 for Jada Treat, 87 for Dobson, 10 for Love. It's just all my favorite Packers. It used to be 11 for Sammy Watkins due to a funny story that you can hear on the Life of Mary podcast. Um, tomorrow night on the my Twitter, Mary90118710, you will see a live stream on my Twitter account with the one and the only Matt Ramage, a diehard Packers fan, as some of the Bears fans will know. Um, and then Friday on the Mac and Cheese podcast, I'm, I think it's going to be live for sure now. We're going to have the wonderful Dan Kotnick from Jaymon, Wisconsin. And you guys can pretty much find me anywhere from that Twitter account, my personal Twitter account. And my Twitter account is connected to the Mac and Cheese podcast Twitter account. That one's Mac podcast 2023, I think. I don't know. But <laughs> you guys can find us pretty much anywhere. Our podcast is supposed to be on Spotify, but we only have one episode up somewhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can be found. Uh... I know I told Stephen this. Foster, we would love to have you on the Mac podcast. Okay. But, uh, I, I, you can DM me. Okay. Where I follow you, you follow me, right? We're good. Yep. I see your I little did. I see your little cheese all over the place on my, <laughs> my Twitter account. So I know she's tweeting. This is a new one. Stop. That's, yeah. That's fine. I'm I'm enjoying it because I'm not used to all this exposure, man. I, I keep getting more now that Steve, since you guys since all this has gone on, I've seen more than ever. I always get notifications. Yeah, I don't I honestly don't catch them all the first time because I'm I'm a pretty busy person. Yeah, but but I'm getting better at it, and I'm I'm hoping like by this summer, man. I was in construction all my life, guys. So yeah, let's see. I don't know. I'll, I'll do this just to scare you. I'm, just, I'm working on houses, okay? So and I've got I've, I got two. I'm in the process of doing. I was only supposed to be doing one. Now that yeah. I had a little fire at my house, I'm doing the whole house. So I'm hoping like June or July to be done, and then I'm done. I'm out of this. No more. So, there, so there I can put more time into what I like doing instead of yep. what I have to do. Right. <laughs> there you go. You have a little cheese head in your DMs right now. <laughs> I'll answer it too when we're done. I will. But yeah, so like I, I said, we'll yeah. set it up. Yeah. Yeah, there you go, guys. And well, um, thing, wait, real quick, Mary, I want to do it on air because okay. Thursday night at eight o'clock tomorrow night, I got Joe Mandel from the Barroom Network on. We're talking bears. <laughs> Well, is this as long as it's not a Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central? Because I'm on every Thursday night. Uh, we're we on. Can figure yeah. something out. We're, we're on at 8 p.m. tomorrow night. Actually, it's live on X, anyways. So, whatever. All yeah. right, we'll DM. We'll we'll DM. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll make there it you work. Go. I'll make it work. <laughs> but. <laughs> But no, I was just going to say, like we talked about earlier, I'm going to make sure um, after we finish, this will be uploaded to Spotify so people can listen to it. Also, I will have in some tweets. There are some clips I will be clipping out and then tweeting, which will have Mary Ann Foster tagged in them. Uh, one about um, the boycott of uh, Peacock. And then one I'm actually going to tweet that I want um, Shorty to see. Um, and that is a Foster's prediction of the Packers over the Cowboys. 
Um, <laughs> and, but, uh, but beyond that, you know, we'll, we'll go from there and people can listen to the whole episode, let alone those clips. And we'll watch on from there. Thank you for everybody that did watch live. I did see we had up up for <laughs> 12 people or more. Um, I know the numbers have been doing well for Spotify. Uh, again, subscribe to the, ring the bell, all that. Uh, you can find me at army underscore strong underscore zero six for Twitter. If I can find that, hold on here. Hey, Mayor, I, I might I might be available. I might get fired. Who's <laughs> <laughs> he puts that out on Twitter and Shorty sees it? I might be done. I might be free every Thursday at eight o'clock. Okay, okay. <laughs> to be fair, I followed Shorty. He hasn't followed me back yet. Is the oh. thing. So oh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give him crap. I'm gonna give him crap tomorrow on the show. I was already on him on that. All right, anyways. He already did. No. I'm I, I'm gonna call him and give him crap. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll send him a text. <laughs> I'll give him crap on the show too. I'll bring it up because I I just matter of fact. Don't worry, we got I'll, you, Mayor. <laughs> do what you're doing. I'm gonna right. make a note so I don't forget. I'm not kidding you. I'm in my studio. It'll be sitting right here tomorrow when I come to the computer. There you go, Mayor. Anyways, as I was saying, at Army Underscore Underscore Strong, also the, for the show at, talk, at Talking Underscore Packers, the wrestling show at The Ramble Underscore WWE, Instagram, you can find me at Stephen K Double Underscore 06. For those that care, I'm also on Snapchat at Sports Underscore Guy 06. And like I said, I'm always on all social media, so you can find me on the TikTok at Stevie K Underscore 06. Also, want to promote my co-host, who was unable to be here. He goes to school in Tampa Bay, Florida. Um... And you talked about C.J. Stroud earlier, Foster. I think A.J. would be one that saw this in him because he went to Ohio State, C.J. Stroud, and A.J. is a big Ohio State fan, him and his girlfriend and his family. Um, anyways, uh, A.J. Eller, zero, being the co-host there. So I just wanted to promote him as well. Even though he's not here, he's here in spirit. He'll be back next week as we go over what was the Cowboys game and hopefully be previewing a game against the San Francisco 49ers. Um, you know, I do look forward to, to seeing what is. Oh, hey, look at that. Speaking of that, welcome, yeah. Niner gang. <laughs> Here. And oh, congratulations to the Bears, Foster, there on the first pick. Thank you, Thank you Carolina and Ryan Poles, for working that deal out. <laughs> well, yeah, Changed I guess. our team. Changed our team, entire team, man. Yeah. yeah. So, hey, shout out to Niners gang, uh, sliding in here at the end. Niners gang, welcome to listen to the whole thing later on. So salute to everybody. Hope everybody has a great rest of your evening, your weekend. Stay safe, drive safe, all that. If you are in the Midwest uh, with the snow coming down. Um, and above all else, as always, take care. <laughs>